0: Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I am so grateful you are with us today. My name is Sarah and I'm the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help at the age of 39. Letting others help me is why I am alive today. I have been sober since 2012. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and with the help of my guests show you how life after addiction is possible. Whether you have been here before or you're a first time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for joining us today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah. And I am the creator and host of this podcast. How are you? What are you feeling? What has your day been like? Do you have plans for today or this evening? Or the entire weekend. Being that it's Labor Day weekend. In active addiction, I used to really look forward to long weekends like this. Where I could drink heavily. And hide in the crowd of others who were drinking. In early sobriety, I loathed these weekends. Because it meant... That I either had to white knuckle it at these parties or I would relapse and feel like shit afterwards, or I would just wouldn't go. So it pretty much sucked all around. And if you're at that place, I get it. But I just kept... putting one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, one holiday weekend at a time. And I learned new tools, and eventually I realized just how much alcohol was not serving me. Getting drunk wasn't serving me. So it got easier over time to go to these parties. And I would hide out in the basement with the kids or I'd go into the bathroom and call somebody who also was sober and had some wise words for me to help me through party. And it wasn't just the drinking. It was the personalities, right? Of other people. Sometimes, not for all of us. It wasn't necessarily the case for me all the time. It was worse when I was drinking. I would get drunk and have to deal with my resentments about certain personalities and Whether it be, you know, wherever. I don't wanna single anyone out. Really I I can't anymore. I, I don't even really remember. I just always had a piss ass attitude. And it came out in toxic ways. I'd be drunk and I'd be quick to say something really mean or judgmental or opinionated. Or my body language was pretty intense. And I know for my husband that that must have been really hard for him. I felt I was entitled. Sorry about, I don't know if you can hear the, there's some, going on in my neighborhood workers working hard hammering away yeah i had to work i had to work hard in my sobriety i don't really need to work hard anymore i have reached a uh, place in sobriety where I'm not fighting alcohol. It's not a battle anymore. And uh, I got here because I just kept putting one foot in front of the other one day at a time. I kept seeking, I kept seeking to understand my disease I kept working at understanding why I drank. And I, I spent time learning from people who had what I wanted. And that meant I couldn't make some parties. Or I would show up late. Which was you know convenient for me, because I would show up and no one would give a shit whether or not I was drinking. they were honestly weren't really paying attention. I would just show up with a cup and I would hang out and to chat and maybe ask some people some questions, and then. I usually would just go home with my kids because they were little when I felt like I was kind of no longer existing on the same plane of existence as those that were severely intoxicated or very buzzed. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's one thing I noticed in early sobriety is that it's like when you're not drinking and you, and you go to parties that you used to go to and you, that you would drink at and you go to these parties now and and you're not drinking and you're talking with people and like everyone's kind of starting to drink at the same time. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like they all get sucked. Everyone gets sucked into this other dimension of existence and I'm left like on solid ground of sobriety. And I, 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 it's hard for, it it would be hard for me to connect with the people that were intoxicated. It, you know, it was easier for me to connect with them when I was intoxicated because I would, get sucked up into the other dimension as well i'm not saying this to be an asshole like it's just like this is what it was like to well this is how i I remember i was like this is so weird and fucked up and it still happens to this day i don't really pay much attention to it though anymore There's other things that I think about. I'm so grateful that I woke up today with no obsession to drink. No plans to buy alcohol. And when I would drink alcohol. My my life doesn't revolve around drinking. I mean that that that's how I lived my life before. Like ever everything. Really, the, the, alcohol was like the center of my life. From you know, in various degrees over the course of my life, and it certainly got really bad towards the end. Um. And it's a it's such a it's such a freedom, to no longer. I have a desire to drink. I have other things that I that I want to do. I want to help others. I'm just I don't want to think about myself. Sometimes I do and it's uncomfortable. When I'm like when I and when I say think about myself, I'm like think, think I'm like in fear or I'm having worries or, or I'm angry or irritable. I I just don't like to be in those. States, but I have I have a solution. I know how to get out of those states, and I one don't have to drink over that over them. Um, I'm just thinking about you, my uh, handful of listeners. I really, it's so hard to know how many people listen to this podcast. I really, I, I have no idea. Um, but I do this because I love being sober and I want everyone to have a really great experience in sobriety. And if I can be of any kind of help, whether it be this podcast or reaching out one-on-one. I don't charge. This is my life. And, um, you know, it just, it's, it's a relief to know that, you know, I can live my life and it's calm and peaceful and there's really no drama there's rare, rarely that there's conflict and if there is i again have a solution to resolve conflict and it's usually um of my own making <laughs> it is but you know i'm i'm going to be 49 this year and I got sober when I was 39 and I I'll share with you what was kind of like the final thing that helped me to surrender it's those, you know, two or three of you who listen to me religiously and, um, I, I think you might know that a rock bottom dream really like got me to a place of, okay, I need to reach out for help. I need, I need a program of recovery. I need a 12 step program, but, um, leading up until that rock bottom dream, which was just a gift, you know, it was, it was my higher power saying like slapping me in the face saying you are drowning yourself in alcohol. That was the dream. I was drowning in alcohol. I know the three of you who are listening who have heard this before know that. So anyway, so when I was 30, I remember I turned 39 in December. And I was, my drinking had really gotten bad. And by bad, I mean, I was drinking daily. I, I was consumed with thinking about alcohol and where I would get it and planning and and I was irritable and discontent. I was physically, um, not feeling good. And, uh, I was I think my liver was starting to be impacted because I started to bloat. I I didn't eat much, but I drank a lot and I thought, why I don't eat much. Why am I gaining weight? Well, that was the internal inflammation. And my liver saying, help, stop, please. So when I was 30, when I turned 39, you know, it wasn't like I, it it wasn't that I got pulled over for drunk driving, which I had done countless times before. It wasn't because I was um, nothing like S- super serious like um i didn't fall down the stairs and break my neck i didn't kick someone down the stairs and break their neck you know it wasn't i kept thinking about my obituary when i turned 39 and i was like i i, I literally knew at that point that I was slowly killing myself. And I kept thinking, what will my obituary read when I die before I'm 40 or at 40? And it didn't look good. I was so ashamed. Like I was like, this is like a pathetic life. Life. what, what will people say about how, what will my husband write about me? What will my friends and my parents, what will they write about me? That's what I was thinking. So consumed with my obituary. And really like, that was like the last big thought I had about how my life was going. And, like, how I wanted to die, but then I was, like, embarrassed to die (laughs) because of how, like, how little I've done in my life. And today, it's very different. You know, I, if I were to die tomorrow, I, I don't, I don't feel ashamed of how my obituary were, would read. I have no, I have no idea. Really, I don't know what people would write about, um, but at least I don't. Have this awful, gut-wrenching, full of self-pity, agonizing thought of my obituary. <laughs> really. And it was just a few days later. I, I, it was soon after. Let's face it. I, I don't know if it was a few days or a few weeks, but it was soon after I had that rock-bottom dream of being submerged in a vat of liquid, which I woke up realizing was alcohol, that I was literally drowning myself in alcohol. So it was a lot of things combined that got me to surrender to the 12-step program that I'm still a member of today and proud of it and saved my life, continues to save my life today. I've been through the steps exactly how there's, They're laid out in the big book, and um, I'm not anonymous. I know I might get shit for this, but oh well. I live my life now to help others and inspire others and give people hope that there is a solution, that you don't have to feel the way you're feeling anymore. And I keep doing this, even with having like five or six listeners. Because I just, um, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody stumbles upon episode 16, episode, season one, and it does something for that. You know, I, I just keep doing it because I think maybe the stories that are being told and little nuggets that are thrown out in each episode might reach somebody. Really, I just, I don't care about getting famous or... I don't want to cause controversy. I don't want to... I don't want to... um, I don't know. I just want to be authentically me and connect with you on an authentic level and tell you that a beautiful life after getting sober is, um, absolutely possible. Life in sobriety is, um, so incredibly beautiful. I, I can't believe that this is my life. And I, am. Um, I don't obsess over my obituary anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) It sounds so ridiculous, but I'm not so self-centered. I'm not so full of self-pity. I don't feel like everyone hates me. I don't hate myself. I've forgiven myself. I forgive myself if I feel sad. Like I just said in a a recent, I had a recent episode about that. I don't beat myself up. I don't beat myself up if I'm tired. I need to take a nap. If I um, forget something, I don't beat myself up. I apologize and um, see how I can make things better. So I, I have this life that I sometimes think, how did I get so lucky? And I think, you know, the way I was living my life and the way I was drinking and the way my attitudes and behaviors were, you know, they, it was awful. And if this person can have a life like I do now, I feel like anyone can do it. You just have to take certain steps. At least for me, that's what that's what worked. I had to work so hard in the beginning, but I don't work so hard anymore. I just live my life. It's easier. It's more comfortable. It's calm and peaceful. Do you want do you want to have that kind of life? Do you know somebody who wants that kind of life? Anyway, the construction next door I don't think will end. So, I'm going to wrap this up and tell you that I believe in you. And I'm here. And everything's gonna be okay. And if you need to call somebody or reach out to somebody this weekend, you can reach out to me, Instagram, gratitudes Podcast, or Sobergratitudes at gmail.com. I'll keep checking. Or for the four of you that listen religiously, if you want to just like hang out on Zoom, let me know. I'd love to do that. I love talking about sobriety. I love talking about, I love listening. I, I just love it. You are worthy of... Sobriety, you are worthy of long term sobriety, you are worthy of happiness in sobriety. I love you, and I hope your day is exactly how it is supposed to be. Put one foot in front of the other, one day at a time.